time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It's Monday, Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020. So good to have you here with us. As we say, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment to you is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. I am so excited about today's hot topic. We've got Alec Hansen in the house. He'll be joining us. He's Senior Vice President of Loan Production for the Pacific Southwest Division of Loan Depot, one of the leaders in our industry. We're going to be talking about engaging with our customers using video. I just watched one of the videos that Alex produced, and he says, we're now an Internet-first engagement with consumers. It's, it's happening, and we're going to be talking about how you can engage your customers through video. And I watched what he does. I watched some material that he's put out, and I invited him because I really believe he's nailing it. Not only that, he's got a new book out. We're going to talk about that on the Hot Topic segment. That's a must-read book. If you're anything to do with mortgage lending or real estate, you got to read this book. I want to say how grateful we are to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Go out, industrysyndicate.com. So pleased to be a part of it, as well as the Mortgage Media. So they're doing a great job putting out the word. We're thrilled to have a partnership with both of these entities. The Industry Syndicate, you got to go check it out. There's all these podcasters out there, mostly working on the uh, on the origination side of the business. They're doing a fabulous job. And, of course, Mortgage Media is doing a great job of getting out really kind of some leadership messages of what's going on in the industry. So be sure to check them out. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Again, we had Bill Kilmer and Pete Mills on from last month. Very informative interview about what the NBA is doing during this pandemic. And there's a lot more information coming. We need to get Mike Frattentoni on here again and uh, Bob Brooksmith. Very excited to see what's happening there. Also, Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution automatically addresses the compliance issues that many of us are facing. and also really helps with engaging our borrower very effectively. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops give advantages to both the lender and vendor members. So proud and pleased to be a part of both of these organizations. In fact, we got Justin Demolia coming on next week of Lenders One. That'll be a good interview. We also have the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Pleased to have our relationship with them. As well as Indicom. They do a great job of helping you, supporting your business with offshore services, you've got to check them out. There's a lot more than that. I could go on and on about Linda and the whole team there. I'm so pleased to have them as a sponsor, as well as Incelerate. Josh Friend, oh my gosh, what a vision he has for the way business should be done. Josh is in Southern California, same place where our guest is going to be today. Alec Hansen, is, they're all in the same area. Something about the water out there in Orange County. They just really come up with some innovative ideas of what to do. So, Check out Incelerate on our on list of our advertisers, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. You know, it's working more and more getting companies approved with the agencies. The agencies are asking you, who's on your advisory board? Who's really giving you insights? 
and intelligent about where the market's going, advising you on your business. Go check out AinsworthAdvisors.com. It's your corporate advisors, and that's what we have the potential to be. It's a great group of people with a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience. Also, AI Assist. It's an artificial intelligence tool for helping you connect with borrowers. i got to check out that company, AI Assist. Go to our advertiser page on our website. Learn more about it. Very powerful tool. I mean, i got to tell you, if you're not using video and and uh, artificial intelligence, you're going to be just absolutely left on the desk of what's coming up. Going to get that vision. Anyway, Celebrity Home Loans, growing through acquisitions. Check out their website, as well as Knowledge Coop, helping you get your people trained and going in the right direction. Great LMS or learning management system, as well as Mobility RE. Check out the March 16th podcast with Ben Turlink. Saw a picture of he and his wife on their anniversary. Congratulations on that, Ben. Appreciate it. As well as Modex. Check out last week's podcast with the Dales. Dale Jr. and Dale III. It's all about data and helping you and do a very amazing job in recruiting. It is really a good interview. Getting it, that one's downloaded a lot. As well as Velma, the virtual electronic marketing assistant, helping you get your word out. It's a pre-designed material. i got to get Velma hooked up with Alec. That's what I need to do. Also, VendorSurf. If you're looking for a new vendor in various areas, a great way to be looking for those vendors is on VendorSurf. As well as Vidyard, helping you get out your videos in a manner that is impactful and also creating a library of them. I love Vidyard. Yes, we all use YouTube. Nothing. Vidyard's great. I mean, excuse me, YouTube's great. But you got to check out Vidyard, what more it can do, the power it has. Also, special thank you to our regulars, Alice, Andy, Alan, and uh, I want to say Joe Farr has been with us for a full 10 years that we've been doing this podcast. Joe called me. He retired from the industry, but he stayed on for two extra years just to stay on the podcast. And I love the fact that he was here, but he called me. He says, Dave, it's time for me to retire from the podcast. I've been doing it. I love it. Tell all the listeners I've enjoyed it, and he's going to miss talking to you all. We wish Joe the very, very best as he fully enters into retirement or whatever else. Retirement hasn't worked for me, so I don't suspect it will work for Joe, but whatever he's doing next. So appreciate Joe Farr. We've got Matt Graham joining us next week on MBS Live. Folks, I've been starting to use this service. It is amazing. So we'll be excited to have next week market update with Matt Graham starting June 1st with us. Let's get over to Les Parker and get this week's TM Spotlight and this week's macro view of the markets. Les? And the spread is like an apple, swirling silently in space, like the circles that you find in the windmills of Fed's mind. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Like a circle in a spiral, the Fed is talking about targeting rates in the two-year note. Why? Because it wants to control yield spreads. How does Jay, Don Quixote, Powell control the spread without fixing giant windmills? If all central banks try to control all fixed rate assets, what happens? Who wins when all the big governments and all the big central banks think they can monetize their respective debt by devaluing their currency. These questions matter to mortgage rates. Do you like the answers that you find in the windmills of Fed's mind? These views are my own. (laughs) Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. You know what? That is excellent. I love that. 
Les Barker, you are very creative. For such a kind of guy, Les Barker, you are so creative. And Gary Contrabone, you're bringing it together so well. So kudos to you guys. And then I also want to say a correction. I, I said he used a song. Here was a recent one. I can't remember what the name of the song was even. Oh, You Are Lying. He said, I told me it's used that before. He hadn't. It's just that I'd seen it in something else recently. So anyway, original song every time. Music parody of what's going on with the markets. If you think that's good, go check out his newsletter. It is so good. This is more of a holiday podcast, so Alice is enjoying her time with her family, and Alan is too. Alan actually contacted me. He's going to try to join us, but he is in a bad cell area, so he is not joining us. But joining us is my good friend. I could go on and on about Andy Shell, but Dr. Andy Shell, the prophet doctor, good to have you here, friend. Hi, Dave. It's you so know exciting what? to be on the show today. Yeah, we got a little extra time, so I'm always excited. Andy and I had barbecue listeners on Saturday, and so we had a real good time of visiting. And, and it's one of the things about doing these segments where we really don't get the time to draw on the depth and the knowledge and the wisdom of each one of our regulars that are here. So we got some extra time today, Andy Shell. So I want to start I off by talking about Memorial Day. A lot of people get confused what Veterans Day is versus Memorial Day. Veterans Day honors the living, those that are out there serving us in an active basis. Memorial Day is doing what? We're honoring those that did die and gave their lives, gave the ultimate sacrifice. So looking at all the wonderful posts up there, my wife put one up. I was going to uh, try to put one up. I had one I'm going to put out there. Probably put one up. It has to do with flying, Andy. You know what that is. And it's a, a tribute to all the on that. But my, the one my wife did, I repost on Facebook, is just uh, it's really the heart-wrenching one. You see so many spouses and children and you know kids at, at the gravestone of their family member that gave the, the ultimate sacrifice. So, Andy Shell, Memorial Day, what's your thoughts and reflections, friend? Well, I'm always reminded of Memorial Day, and it, and it affects... Military service affects me pretty much every day of my life because of how it affected my dad. So my, my dad was a, a young man in 1944 when he signed up to join the, the, the Army Air Corps as a tail gunner. Uh, thankfully wow. for me, uh, the war came to an end shortly thereafter. And then while he was slated to be on the uh, Japanese invasion troop, that never happened because of what people would consider as probably challenging things with the dropping of the first nuclear bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But that ended mm-hmm. the war, and my dad did not participate in the invasion of Japan. Had he, I likely would not be here today. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but beyond that, I had stayed in the Naval Reserves for a long time, and in, and in 1968, when he was 44 years old, he had his architectural firm. He was committed to the military, went on military reserves, but he was uh, had his own business. He was the, the lead partner of an architectural firm. His battalion got activated. We were living in Texas. Really? His battalion got activated, and he went to Vietnam for nine months to build an airport in Da Nang. He was an architect, and he ran a construction battalion known as MCB, more, uh, Mobile Construction Battalion. It's part of wow. the Navy, Civil Engineering Corps. So, but what that meant was that uh, we we moved. Uh, he went to Vietnam for a year, while he, well, nine months. While he was gone, his firm failed, and when he mm-hmm. was released from the service, he didn't have any place to go. So he stayed in the Navy, and we went to Hawaii. Oh, that's your to Hawaii yeah. Otherwise, yeah. So, if not for all of that, I would not have graduated from high school in Hawaii. Would not have the perspective on diversity that I do because of my years living in Hawaii. 
So it's a good thing, and I wouldn't know any other way because that's how my life was. So Memorial Day, military service can have amazing impact on families, and it can have consequential impact on families. So the Memorial Day is for those who died for sure, and I I always think of it too. In addition to those who died, the impact the military service has on families today, with we've got our wounded warriors who are Mm -hmm. struggling with how to climb the stairs with prosthetic legs. Yeah, it's so true. When you look at, you know, the sacrifice made, we're so grateful to all the veterans that are alive and were still with us. We're eternally grateful to the families that suffered the ultimate sacrifices, those words, and they seem almost too light because it's the pain that it's left. Um, you know, our, you know, your business partner, my former business partner, when we were the three of us together, is Chuck Klein, and he lost his dad in the Korean War. He was a pilot and was shot down. So we're up close and personal with people we know whose dad's family are not here with us. And so glad your dad did not get called to invade Japan and that you're here with us. Well, your dad, too. Your dad's the same age. Yeah. I mean, he's a My, yeah. he served in, served in Korea and talks about that. I mean, it's interesting how they don't talk much about it. And I think it's because of what they endured. There was some pretty tough stuff my dad saw in Korea. So it was it was tough. But um well, a quick quick side note is a family member, a relative of mine, was at, was at Iwo Jima, and oh, wow. a Marine at Iwo Jima, and so he's a contemporary of my dad. And the I as I as a young man growing up, being around this gentleman, he he for a long time was incredibly harsh and dealt with alcoholism for a long time. He finally recovered, came past that, and was just an amazing person. But he he lived the he lived the trauma from that yeah. for thirty forty years untreated too he self medicated as many of that generation did before PTSD was explored so there's there's just always the next story when we start talking oh, about oh yeah the consequences the domino effect that it has had we could go on and on again but thank you so much yep. for that you well, you so had the, some things. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought there, and then I want to talk about some oh. things that you had last week for us. I'm really want to interest to get into that. Go ahead. Oh, I was I was going to go there. Oh, good. Go for it. So on the on the prophet doctor today, Doctor Shell the prophet. So Doctor Shell the prophet doctor. That's my trademark slogan. It was very helpful talking Dave with you on Saturday. I was thinking more about the the content, and so I was thinking about. What is my passion? What is the core thing that drives me? And really, it's the Profit Doctor's purpose is to help businesses have a healthy business, is to help you have right. a healthy business. So that asks the question, do you want to have a healthy business? I'm passionate to provide a healthy business, but do you want to have a healthy business? And what does a healthy business look like? So a healthy business has at least four key components that I identified, and that is knows where it's going and how to get there. So it's kind of three points. You know where you are, know where you're going, and know how to get there. Profitable and have employees who are capable and content with a leader who communicates and listens. So that's basically it. You know what you're going to do. You're profitable. Your employees are capable and content. Your leader communicates and listens. So a healthy business will have happy and effective employees. And employees that are happy and effective when, so it not always happens, but employees are happy and effective when they know their job and they are able to do their job. 
it's almost that simple. As long as they know what to do and are able to do what they know to do, then they can be happy and content. People like to come to the workplace, do our job, do a good job, go home knowing that we did a good job. But here's the, here's the challenge. When a business or the environment, but when a business changes how an employee does their job, this can impact the employee very significantly because the, the employees now don't know how to do their job. And if they don't know how to do their job, then they're not able to do their job. So when you take an employee who's able to be effective and happy because they're con- and they're content because they know how to do the job and are able to do their job, when you make a change such that they're not able to do either of those two things, they're not, they don't know how to do their job, they're not able to do their job, that creates stress, pain, discomfort. Employees become unhappy. They become ineffective. They even maybe become hostile. And all this happens because of a change. So there's lots of different changes that happen, but the most common disruptive impact, the most disruptive decision that creates these symptoms, and as a profit doctor, that's part of what I like to do, is identify symptoms, diagnose the problem, create a prescription to lead to a healthy environment. So the thing that I see where these issues surface is changing the LOS. When you change the loan origination system, it disrupts the company. And so when, when you want to make a change to an LOS because people don't like the current one or branches don't like the current one or whatever the reasons are, there's thousands of reasons. But the key question we have to think about, though, is how are we going to change? And, and it begins with, and this is sometimes not even considered, how do people learn? Mm-hmm. How do people learn yeah. is hugely impactful, hugely consequential, because when you make a change, how are people going to learn the new system? And the, the thing that I see that is misconsidered significantly is learning takes time. Learning takes time, and it takes repetition of new material. So, so as we do learning, as we do training, it takes discipline, commitment, persistence, and time. So that's a commitment that employees have to make. So getting the employees to agree to be disciplined with their commitment, to be persistent, to contribute the time, to learn the new system, is something that's important to be in front of before the change takes place. So you get people excited about the new system and understand that there will be a significant consequence and it will ultimately be better. It's like having a baby, not that I would know, but it's a, a series, a series, a period of discomfort to ultimately have a better outcome. But here's the LOS, the loan origination system, perfect storm that I see uh, uh, frequently, and that is the CEO wants to change fast, get it done. I don't care how, just get it done. Making a change like that impacts the employees. Changing what employees know takes time. You, they have to go through a learning process. And besides that, even just, just making the new system work, you got to design it, got to look at how you do what you do, you got to configure it, you got to make it do what you want it to do, you got to test it, you got to train people, you got to implement it through a phased approach so everybody's effective in it. In my experience, a good plan will show that an LOS change will take six to nine months, minimum. I've seen CEOs say, that's too long. I don't care. Get it done 60 days, yeah. 90 days. Yeah. When, when you do that, 
you disrupt the business for 18 months. So when, when someone says to you, oh, yeah, we can get an LOS conversion done in 90 days, maybe the system can be built, but that doesn't consider people. We have to think about how does a change affect employees? Will employees be able to do their job? No, they have to learn the new system. How do employees learn? It takes discipline, commitment, persistence of time, repeated presentation of material. And unless you do those things, you're going to have a, a disrupted environment where people are unhappy. And you can have a significant degree of negative consequence. People will feel stress, fatigued, all because they don't know how to do their job because they don't know what button in the new system to push. So just if you step back and think about how to have an effective learning experience, don't think about it in terms of just the IT environment. You have to think about it in terms of the people, how it affects the people. Not everybody learns at the same pace. People learn in different ways. Some are visual, some are auditory. You have to provide training in a way and coaching throughout the entire process. It costs way more than you think. takes way longer than you think. But if you don't do it this way, you're likely to have fatigue, unhappy employees, discontentment, and disruption yep. in your workplace. Bad, bad, bad news. And I, as the profit doctor, want for everyone to have a healthy business. That's what doctors are for. Be healthy. Yeah, that's good. How often do you see people underestimate the impact huh. on employees when a change is presented? Oh, any change. Uh, county systems, LOS, uh, I mean, anything. It, the, the impact... And the lack of forethought is just a stunning to me, Andy. And what we encourage people to do, our listeners to do, is, you know, just call one of us. We're here available to help. We've got the profit doctor, got myself, we've got a whole host of other people out there in the market that are here to help you have a healthy business. Folks, we thank you so much. I encourage you to get a hold of Andy Shell, who's CPA, CFF, CMB, and now PhD, Dr. Shell at MBS-team.com. We can have a whole discussion on this, Andy. And I want to, and I've got some thoughts around this and some of the things you were saying. So we need to have another conversation to uh, to really drive home this point. Thank you so much. And I'll well, and, go ahead. and it dovetails into what Alec is going to talk about because it's about yes. people receiving information in a way that they can process and ingest, accept yep. and adopt. If you don't do all those things, you won't have a successful implementation. So whether if it's IT or or perspective or vision casting or or even uh, behavioral dynamics from a, uh, the, just embracing ethics. Uh, all these things affect how people learn. So I'm excited to hear what Alex yeah. has to say. Um, oh, you got to watch this video. I can't wait to read this book. I watched the video uh, on this uh, uh, alechanson.com website, and um, it's exciting stuff. It's uh, you, you know it. Your son, who's already in the mortgage business, uh, well-trenched in it, has the right approach is going to enjoy this as well. So I can't wait to get over to that. Folks, this ends the weekly update. It's an abbreviated one because so many of our regulars are enjoying the holidays. As we exit, we want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth, Mobility RE, MBA. There's so many out there we could go on and on and about. Go check out all of our guests. And I did mention Modex. I want to make sure I mention them. Anyway, check them all out on our advertising page at lickitonlending.com. Good to have you here with us. Have a great week. And be sure to come back here to hear our interview with Justin Demolia next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.